news. Your news. Your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We broke the news last week of the green light by Port Planola given to the development of the Foynes to Limerick Road, including the Adair Bypass, and many politicians have welcomed the news. Limerick Chambers say the development must be fast-tracked in the national interest as the transformation of the Shannon Estuary will enable a global floating offshore wind energy hub. And in a moment, we'll chat to the CEO of the Chamber, D. Ryan. But first, Live 95 Sandra Quinn has been talking to Wade Murphy from 1826 Restaurant in Adair about the news. 1826 is open nine years now and uh, I've been I've been hearing about this bypass and, and the Fines Road say, since we opened so yeah thankfully now that um, there, there's, a, there's a decision being made and um, something is, is definitely going to happen about it. And in terms of people coming into Adair, Adair is it is a hot spot for tourists and locals alike. But I think particularly for locals or anyone who knows the area, do you find that they almost avoid it if they know the traffic is going to be busy? Yeah, I definitely, without a doubt. I know I know that there's people who won't stop in the village because they've taken so long once they've come past. Even like at peak times, even before you get to the Lantern Lodge and stuff like that, the tail back out onto the dual carriageway. Um, and I know myself, I live in Ballangarry and if I'm coming from Limerick on my, my day off, I'll actually scoot out by the, by the Woodlands Hotel and out by the Thatch and onto the road. I won't come near the village. Amazing, isn't it? And you really yeah. do see that an awful lot and it, it absolutely must be having an impact on businesses. Oh, totally. Now, we're lucky. You know, when I say lucky, um, I don't know if that's the right word to use but we're we're a nighttime restaurant like we don't open till five o'clock but on Sundays we open at three o'clock but I can imagine for the daytime and, and, and normal businesses that work operate during the daytime hours it must be very frustrating um to see the, the you know you know the, the traffic going through and the backlog and then this is where their village actually really needs help from Limerick County Council in regards to parking because people won't stop in the village because there is no parking. I'm sure there are people who who actually spend that long coming towards the village that when they get here they go oh look we'll we'll just keep going we'll 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 go on to Newcastle West or whatever and we'll stop and get something to eat but um, I'm sure there are people who won't stop in the village because they've taken that long to get through the village or get into the village. Do you think that this has been approved now with a view to being done in time for the Ryder Cup? Oh, I can't I can't possibly comment on that. <laughs> um, um, but. I, I'm sure it has something to do with it. No, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't use the cynical side of things. But um, I think people like when this was originally planned many, many, many years ago. Um, you know, people that objected to it and whatever didn't have the foresight, and obviously there wasn't as much traffic on the roads and stuff like that. Like their their bypass has been happening for a very, very long time, and now with with the increase of traffic on the roads and stuff like that, and the increase of of vehicles and stuff like that. People now see that, like, yeah, a bypass is a good thing, you know. Yeah, I think there was certainly that fear before that a bypass would mean nobody coming through, whereas in fact, what it means is a better concentration of people who do yeah, come through. Absolutely, and Adair is a destination now. When you look at it, and you know, you 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 mentioned the Ryder Cup, and you know, we've great property like Adair Manor, and then all the other places that are in in Adair Town and in the village. Um, you know, it is a destination area now, and you know, if you want, if people will pull off a bypass and and go off the slip road and come into the village because it's a beautiful village. Like, it's like you know, I'm biased and I can say it because I'm actually not from there. I'm originally a Wexford man, 
And it is one of the most beautiful villages in the country. That's Wade Murphy from 1826 Restaurant in Adair chatting to Sandra Quinn about the green light finally by on board Planola for the Foynes to Limerick route, which will include a bypass of Adair. As I mentioned, we'll be chatting to uh, the business body, Limerick Chamber, and its CEO, D. Ryan, in just a minute. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now we're talking about the green light for the Foynes to Limerick Road, including the bypass of Adair and uh, Limerick Chamber are saying that it must now be fast-tracked. The CEO there is Dee Ryan and she's on the line. Good morning. Um, Good morning, Joe. So when you talk about being fast-tracked, I suppose people might say, and I think Wade alluded to it, that uh, the Adair bypass certainly hasn't seen any fast-tracking so far, but you believe it's vital now. Oh, absolutely, Joe, vital. And, um, and Wade put it very well there when he summed up the, the possible benefits, um, for businesses and hospitality sector in, in the Adair region in taking that true traffic out of Adair village and creating uh, Adair as a destination in its own right, which we, we firmly believe it'll, it'll stand up and, and be recognised and be in much demand for. So we look forward to the benefits that it'll bring in slowing down those visitors and in capturing more of that visitor spend in Adair village and indeed in all of the other uh, towns and villages that'll, that'll be on the, the, the off-ramps um, from the road. But the road project in itself is of more is of importance beyond that to us and in our in our you know in bypassing Adair or even going down to Ballybee in our holidays it's of critical national importance as a project that'll enable the development uh, and of offshore wind um, resourcing from uh, Shannon Foynes uh, port and in securing our energy independence for us as a nation, I think everybody is experiencing or is touched right now by the increasing energy prices from a business community perspective. It's the insecurity that that brings, the uncertainty that that brings to the business owners who have no choice but to be high energy users. And I'm thinking of the bakeries, I'm thinking of the restaurants, I'm thinking of the hospitality sector again. Those businesses are, you know, really um, recovering, coming out of COVID, recovering from COVID and now faced with this new challenge. So with an eye to the future and ensuring that, you know, that we can provide that energy independence for ourselves and for our businesses and, for, of course, for Irish households and Irish families. This announcement is a, a strategic announcement and it's a, a vital piece of the puzzle in putting together that national in energy independence. So, I mean, a floating offshore wind energy hub along the Shannon Estuary has, excusing the pun, had some headwinds um, as a project even quite recently, hasn't it? But you believe that it's A, possible, and B, we could see it, what, relatively soon? Is it a 10-year play or what? These are, yes. So these are 10-year plays. They are absolutely 10-year plays, and it is possible, Joe. It is possible. But there are three pieces to the puzzle in order to make it a reality. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I have the privilege of sitting on the Shannon Estuary Economic Task Force at the moment, and that task force is looking at the possibility for economic development across the Shannon Estuary area floating offshore wind is coming out from the research we're doing and the the consultations and discussions we're having with industry internationally and uh, and 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 locally and nationally floating offshore wind is coming out as, as a 
key piece for us for, for the region, but it's of national significance. So the three pieces of the puzzle are this piece, the road and the rail infrastructure, ensuring that the port is connected to the motorway network, which this forms to Limerick Road will do. The rail, Irish Rail, have gone out to tender for consultants to look at bringing the rail uh, connectivity for freight for the port up to Limerick, bringing that rail line back into use. That's critical. But the other two pieces that we have to get right is the policy update. And by that, what do I mean? I mean that our our government leaders need to articulate clearly for us all what the vision is and what the best possibilities are, what our ambition nationally is. And it could be, should be and could be to to realise the opportunity for 85 uh, um, uh, 85 capacity of wind off our our coast. And the third piece of the the puzzle is once that national ambition is set, and that we're all clear that this is the direction we're going in and what we want to achieve, then we have to resource um, our, our different authorities uh, to deliver on that. So the, the, um, the planning authorities, whether it's MARA or on board Sonola, um, the different bodies that will be pieces of the puzzle in enabling consenting and enabling industry to go out and capture that huge wind um, uh, capacity that we have. So okay, those well, are the three pieces of the Yes, I mean, the energy crisis really underlines that. Just very briefly before uh, we leave you, uh, I know the Limerick Chamber Region Business Awards are back and you are looking for people to enter. We are, oh, thank you, Joe, for giving me a chance to mention this. Our Regional Business Awards are happening again in November this year. We're delighted to be planning for an in-person event with more than 400 business people in the room. It's a huge opportunity for everyone to showcase the fine work that they're doing in their organisations. And we really have had in the past winners of, you know, national and international um, level um, of, of, uh, uh, of incredible companies who've come through it. And it gives us, uh, we're grateful to them to give us this opportunity to recognise the fine work that they and their teams are doing. You don't have to be a Limerick Chamber member to enter. You don't have to be a Limerick City or County business to enter. It's Midwest, so it's Limerick Clare and Tipperary. Any business can come. It's free. We've, we've fast-tracked it and, uh, and uh, made it much more simple this year um, to enter it all online. Have a look at our website, limerickchamber.ie, and get your entry in um, and start your drafts uh, very quickly because the closing date is approaching fast. All right, very good. Uh, so people can check that out on the Limerick Chamber website. The awards are back fully in person this year. And thank you very much to D. Ryan, who is the Chief Executive of the business body Limerick Chamber. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today.